Hello and welcome to Simcast, the higher education simulation podcast. My name's Tony Jeremy. I'm the lead for simulation-based education here at UEA Norwich. Hello there, everybody. Uh, my name's Lawrence Hill, and I'm the chair of the simulation group in the School of Health Sciences at UEA Norwich. A very warm welcome uh, back to the podcast. So, Tony, on today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about our reflections on our in-house simulation instructors course. Isn't that right? Yeah, that is. That's correct. Yeah, so we're going to be talking that a, a little bit more. If you enjoyed the video, please give us a like. Equally so, if you don't like the video, give us a dislike, but let us know in the comments why, because we're always keen to improve. To keep up to date with all things Sim, hit the subscribe button and don't forget to check that notification bell. So Lawrence, the Simulation Instructors course, we've mentioned it a couple of times on different podcasts that we've done. What exactly is it? Right, so our Simulation Instructors course is basically a an introductory course to everything that someone would need to know coming from essentially a position of being a, a novice or an advanced beginner uh, in simulation and going from there to be able to design, deliver and kind of participate within a simulation centre. Okay. And so that's something that we've developed and we thought about having a, a blended learning component. So some online learning first that, that participants have to do before they attend a, a one-day course. And, and actually, we've got a special announcement to do with that at yes, the end have. of the episode. So stay tuned for an announcement at the end of the episode, because we've got something exciting that we're, we're, we're looking forward to bringing to you. But yeah, so the, the, the simulation instructor course is kind of everything that, you, that you'd need to know to become an effective simulation educator. And that, that pre-course learning that you're talking about there, we cover things like, you know, what is simulation? Um, we talk about creating a psychological safety for learners. Um, who are the simulation faculty? Um, so a kind of a, a kind of good grounding for people to get a, a kind of overarching sense of what simulation is and how it's done. And in previous episodes, we've talked about <clears throat> people who have been perhaps scared of technology mm -hmm. and, and the technical component with simulation. So is it fair to say that the Sim Instructors course looks at that or what's kind of the ethos of what we've been trying to achieve? Yeah, we've, we've been quite keen, haven't we, from the beginning to make simulation as kind of inclusive as possible yes. for people who may have preconceived ideas that it's, you know, that mannequin, that Laird or mannequin kind of, kind of face. Uh, and actually, we've tried to make it clear that simulation is a pedagogical approach. It's a technique and yeah. not a technology. Um, although technology may play an important part in some simulations. Yeah, and we've had some people, and we, we will talk about this a bit bit later on, who've come on the, the course, and they were surprised at the lack of technology that we used in the actual face-to-face -face training day. Yeah, and that was, a, that was an intentional yeah. act, wasn't it? We did that on purpose. Yeah, but also it gave them some ideas of uh, 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 and challenged their preconceptions of what they thought simulation was. Yeah, and we actually, we, it was credit to the people that signed up, really, because there were... We've had a, a good mix of fairly experienced simulation educators and some people who are completely simulation naive and um, and we're kind of coming in and um, you know I really appreciated them putting themselves forward in that way to to actually say yeah do you know what I might be an experienced academic I might be an experienced clinician in my mm. in my field but this is something new to me and I can see that it's important in the sort of landscape of healthcare education and I want to be involved. Mm. So that's a nice segue really into. I guess a little bit of a conversation that we need to have about why we set this course up. Yeah, yeah. So just talk us through kind of what the landscape was like when we were thinking, okay, we need to do some kind of in-house training for our 
our staff and our, our academics who are going to be providing simulation moving forwards. Yeah, no, that, that's that context I think is important because although here at UEA Norwich, the School of Health Science has existed for some time, mm-hmm. in 2021, the, the building that we're currently in, the Edith Cavill building, had a significant upgrade in terms of its kind of function as a simulation centre. And a, a large investment from NHS England or HE as they were at the time meant that we we greatly improved the surroundings, mm-hmm. i.e. the kind of the space and the equipment that was available. And it became quite clear to us that, the you know, in order to ensure that this kind of complex system works effectively, we had to make sure we had the information systems, the the kind of knowledge and the understanding, but also we brought the team with us yeah. in terms of upskilling them to be effective simulation educators. And at the same time, we have uh, professional regulatory bodies like the NMC who are saying we see the value of simulation as, as a pedagogical tool and, and ethos towards healthcare education. You need to integrate that more into your curricula. So we've got we've had a massive shift in in terms of our resources and facilities, but also a push in terms of curriculum development. Yeah, they, you could almost call it a political drive. You yeah, know, to that the, it's a kind in, of statutory, in, yeah, small p, a kind of a, a, a statutory regulatory change that meant that nursing and midwifery programs could increase all that were required to increase the simulation component, and with that comes a need to ensure that you deliver it to a high standard. And I think we can sort of speak on behalf of some of our colleagues when we say that there was probably a little bit of head scratching along the way, mm-hmm. thinking this is not, all, not being forced on us, but, you know, we're, we're going to have to think a little bit differently about that and how we're going to integrate this into a curricula. And like you say, we've got some very experienced people with experienced clinical backgrounds and very experienced academics, but perhaps not the most experienced when it comes to delivering simulation-based education. No, and a, and a bit apprehensive about it. But also, aside that apprehension, quite a lot of excitement. You know, mm. when, you, when, you, when you, you, know, you have the, the sort of luxury of this new facility, actually, you know, people were interested and, and they want to get involved. So I think it's, it's about meeting that need for people who can see the, the value for developing their educational programmes by incorporating, embedding simulation into it, and who want to know how to do that in a you know in a in a way that is you know achieves constructive alignment with the learning outcomes and the assessment, but that, that you know does so in a way which is actually beneficial and enjoyable for learners as well. So where do we go from there? Well, we um, what did we do? So we, we well we we set the, we started thinking about what a simulation course might entail. Yeah. So uh, we you know we sort of sat around and and, and gave it some thought and looked at the literature um, and identified that. Um, we had to address the the simulation structure itself. We had to think about the the, the key players in in simulation, and you know, ranging from the the kind of technical support side right the way through to the simulation writers and facilitators. Uh, we had to think about the students and what the literature is saying about developing psychological safety and encouraging that. Obviously, we needed to think about facilitation and debrief, so we embedded some mm. of that into the into the learning materials. Um, and yeah, and, and and I wanted to give people a kind of hands-on experience of both skills uh, teaching, um, because that's an important kind of, in the kind of taxonomy of simulation ped, like kind of t- teaching strategies, we wanted to do some skills teaching, but also do some more kind of involved, fully immersive, interactive simulation training. Yeah, yeah. And we also uh, were mindful, actually, we've got quite a big school when it comes to a faculty. Mm. And so there are there, there are 
simulation instructor or similar training courses available, aren't they? Yeah. And so the, some are provided by some of the companies that provide some of the, the, the kit and technology. There are other courses and... Like the Resuscitation Council UK's general instructor course yeah. has like a simulation-based education component, and I, I think that's that's a kind of offers quite a good grounding in in yeah, simulation it's great. theory. It's great. So that so that was kind of part of the inspiration, uh, and then there are of course there are you know masters degree programs yeah. in 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 healthcare and medical simulation, such as the University of Hertfordshire and Ken Spearpoint, who we're hoping to get on uh, as a guest in a, in a future episode, um, and yeah, so so there's 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 quite a a growing body of uh, of training available, but, but it made sense to do something in house, didn't yeah. it? Because it means that we can run a a, a course or a program relatively frequently, mm-hmm. and to capture our academics. And I guess part of the the structure of our program is looking at that kind of unique uh, group of people who are very experienced in terms of academia. Yeah, which. If you look at, for example, the the Resource Council's General Instructors course, it's less of, of a focus on that. Oh, it's much more focused on clinicians. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, they've got a lot of clinical knowledge, but again, they the, the area they lack is that simulation based education. So we've got some unique um, people who come onto the program in terms of their needs and requirements from a from a simulation point. Yeah, of view. And, and we're recognising that this is happening across the country as well. Simulation centres are popping up. And we anticipate that there will be people in a similar position to us. And that's partly why we set up this podcast, because actually, you know, there is a community of people who are becoming more capable of delivering simulation. Yeah. Um, but actually, we wanted to make this course and set it up in such a way that it could be useful to the people who are within our school and faculty, but also so that we could invite others to come and come and participate in our course in the future. So, yeah. So the... Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> well... Why don't we talk about who we've had on it so far? Yeah, okay. Because we, we talked a little bit about um, what the course is, but, you know, we, to illustrate, you know, how broad the range of practitioners that we've had on this course are, we've had some paramedics from the from the paramedic science uh-huh. team, operating department practitioners, um, some members from from your um, your academic team. And those both, both of those groups of academics are probably more used to doing clinical simulation than some of our other colleagues. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been it's where those traditional kind of resuscitation and and those kind of technical skills and where simulation has sort of grown and evolved through healthcare education previously. Yeah, definitely. There's been a long history of scenario work yes. in 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 particularly in my field in, in paramedics. But yeah, um, so that was so we had some people from that. We've had uh, midwives uh, and we've had um, uh, nursing lecturers from a variety of um, professional backgrounds as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, going going back to your point about the inclusivity, we wanted to make sure that we provided a program that was applicable to to the what is it, twelve or thirteen different healthcare professions that we we support and provide education for within the school. Yeah. So we have our um, physiotherapy, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy. Yeah. Di- Dietetics and all of them have, have come and participated in the course as well. Yeah, and and f- certainly for me, one thing that's been really refreshing is, is some of the feedback from those yeah. individuals about how much they uh, they enjoyed the program and and like I said earlier, how it kind of in some ways caught them off guard a bit. Yeah, it did. I mean, I've got a couple of the comments here actually. Um, you know, a couple of them, you know, 
the, it, people will appreciate how it all fits in and how it all fits together. And that's because in the course we make reference to constructive alignment and ensuring that the simulations is situated within the wider curriculum and how you go about doing that mm. and the construction of effective learning outcomes. So that was good. Um, people were talking about appreciating the power of debrief and of briefing for both staff and students. So I thought that was was really nice that, you know, we, we really landed some messages around mm. the importance of the briefing, but also good the good structure and the good structure yeah. Yeah, and, and the importance of that debrief for really teasing out um, and in many cases, deepening the learning. So the, uh, the the course itself is is an online component. There are essentially six videos to watch on different topics. And the idea is that provides the participants with the pre-learning that they need so that when they arrive on the one-day face-to-face program, they have a better understanding and equipped. And we've done it in a way so that, again, a complete novice to simulation-based education should be able to then approach the face-to-face content with a little mm. bit of prerequisite knowledge. But, but you know what, also that people who do have experience in simulation-based education have still got things that they will they will take yeah, away. And, and modelling best practice so, so that there is a, a, a new threshold for the school in terms of the, the standard and ability if, if you're going to be facilitating one of these simulation sessions. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's so the online component. And then the, the face-to-face component of the day actually includes quite a, a number of different workshops, doesn't it? From, from, from pl- using a complex systems model to yeah. plan a skills or simulation session. We start off with some really sound educational theory around simulation. And again, one of the things I think I quite like about it is, is it's also applicable to other areas of, of healthcare and, and, and higher education and pedagogy as well. Yeah. We do some stuff on... Yeah, situating simulation in the context of practice-based learning yeah. and talking about Kolb's experiential learning cycle and unpacking that and and, and discussing it, really. It's quite discursive, the, the first half of the day, yeah. really. it generates some great discussion, yeah. doesn't it? We do uh, a, a, a kind of a learning package on how to plan simulation yeah. using comp- complex systems theory, and we, we get people to think about... A relatively simple skill and we again we purposely picked some mandatory training i think it is mm-hmm. isn't it so again it's applicable to anyone regardless of what profession and then how they would think about it and it's really interesting when they do some group work how you can look at something as simple as basic life support and there's completely different approaches to it mm, depending yeah. on the, the the background user group student number that kind of thing and then we have a kind of a fun workshop around um, skills tuition and Peyton's <laughs> four stage approach which you know is uh, is kind of a little bit abstract um, yeah but it, th- it, th- we won't the let the cat out of the bag no. but, it, but it's a fun activity yeah and it's it's um, a really simple activity that gets people thinking but it's it's really nice activity to show you that um, sort of. Dreyfus and Dreyfus model of skill acquisition, going from a com- complete novice to advanced beginner to, to competent proficiency. And again, we kind of reiterate the the importance of the instructors understanding that their learners, particularly if they're undergraduate year one learners, mm. are going to be a bit clunky and all over the place. And, and, that, and that kind of ethos of, of understanding the positionality of the learner and that sense of shared vulnerability mm. and uh, kind of mutual learning is is really central to to everything that we do on the course. We 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 think that's really important to kind of role model that and kind of engender that yeah. that philosophy throughout because yeah. that that we, really is at the core of it. We hammer home the uh, Centre of Medical Education's basic assumption from yeah. from the get go, and again, it, it's just that that kind of little tidbit that you can just say 
include these in your sessions you yeah. know as, as best practice so have that as a great starting point but some of the other things that that uh, some of the participants on the course had said that um, I love the fact that they drew on the power of the unintended learning outcomes mm. that was that was really nice that as an outcome from the course that was a piece of feedback that was given to us because you know that is for me like often some of the most powerful learning that takes place in simulation is the stuff that you weren't expecting to happen so that was really cool um and the um, just some of the positivity that came out, I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, simulation doesn't have to be all bells and whistles. Um, so, and the importance of creating effective learning outcomes. You know, these yeah. were, these were these were really kind of really profound pieces of feedback, but also realizations from the learners that that they that they'd made on the course. So, we were really you know talking of reflections on it. We were we were really. Um, Really pleased and quite proud, I think, in a, in a way that that it that it had done that because we didn't know how it was going to land yeah, when we did it, how how well it would be received. And again, I think it's it's fair to say that some people are a little bit more cynical about simulation based education and whether it fits into their own curriculum or not. There's an element of change management that needs to take place. And again, sometimes these misunderstandings about how you provide simulation it, it, and to some people i think it wasn't until they actually experienced it on the day that they recognized that so for example we in the afternoon we do use simulation to teach simulation so we do mm. some simulated scenarios and we thought okay well how do we what's the best way that we can use a simulation scenario that applies to everyone that doesn't you know restrict anyone so we actually use personal advisor conversations that we so one person would play the role of the the academic one person plays the role of a student because that would apply to anyone yeah. in our school and uh, again, it doesn't use technology, but it uses an element of role play uh, and, and, and a discursive element. And we we do one simulation in the room with everyone watching. Yeah. And we do another re one remotely, then using the the SMOTS camera technology that we've got in the building to, to stream it remotely so that people can watch in the debrief room to, to again, compare and contrast those different approaches. Because like we said before, we've got a new center, but it, it means with the new physical surroundings and, and techni technology and, and, and equipment, there are different techniques which you could use. That, so it's a bit of that learning curve there. Yeah. And so that was that was partly, part of, partly about saying there are different ways that you can deliver simulation, but it was also partly about... The power of non-technical skills and communication in simulation rather than just shoving yeah. cannulas and needles yeah, and lines into Yeah, this is how you put a tube mannequins. into another tube. Yeah. Uh, it was more, much more about the, yeah, the, the kind of complex psychological sociological and you endeavor could, that you could see the is. little light bulbs switching on yeah. couldn't you people thinking i might be able to do use this in a way that i hadn't considered before in my in my teaching which was was exactly what we were hoping to yeah. that some people would get out of it so what are we going to do about it now then so we're, we're pleased we've run this course a few <laughs> times so what's next so we're, we're continuing to run the course mm -hmm. um we've we've had kind of an, various experiences haven't we we've we've had a couple of courses which have been very modestly attended with only a handful of people mm -hmm. and we've had courses with you know upwards of 15 20, 20 people 15, 20, yeah. so we're going to continue to run the courses primarily for in-house development of our staff but we also recognize that there might be people externally whether it's our own practice partners whether it's other people interested in, in, in simulation who might want to see the value of, of undertaking a course like this. Yeah. And we've had a, I've had a little bit of interest already, actually. There's been a few people that have got in touch from, you know, one, one service or another to say, oh, it sounds, sounds cool. I've checked out the podcast. 
Um, sounds like, you, you know, you'd be, you'd be really interested to participate. And, and that leads us to our special announcement for this episode, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the online component that we provide for the Sim Instructors course, we are re-recording yep. as podcast episodes for SimCast, special episodes. And we're going to be providing it free to everyone who subscribes to the, the to the channel. Well, yeah. you, you mean you don't have to subscribe. You can just no. watch it, but it helps if you do subscribe. Yeah, please do subscribe. And also thank you to everyone that already has subscribed. It's been it's been great to, to get your engagement and some of the comments that we've had as well have been really good. So yeah. you know, if you if you if you think that the, the the online component of the simulation instructors course here at UEA is something you'd be interested, do please drop us a comment and um, we'll get in touch and and hopefully in due course we can we can maybe get you on a course in future. Yeah. Yeah. So the next steps are more simulation instructors course we've also talked about okay well do we need to do more education and training following that what, and again what i don't want with some of our academics is to come to this one day course to think it's interesting and then perhaps not to not use the skills so one of the things we're looking to develop is if programs have got simulation in it we can take those scenarios and use it as kind of a educational development and yeah. so we can test the scenarios but also get people to brush up their facilitator schools after they've been on the sim simulation cpd simulation peer, yeah, peer exactly review that kind of thing that kind of stuff i think it'd be really nice to and of course if, if someone's that. writing new simulation it's an opportunity to then test that with uh, a group of academics who should have a little bit more experience in in running simulation mm. indeed so that really brings us to uh, an end of this episode. Thank you so much for uh, for listening in. Do uh, like and subscribe to the podcast, particularly if you are keen to stay in touch for our upcoming special episodes. But thank you very much for listening in and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>